Hi everyone, it's Steve Groff here from the Cambridge team. For today's podcast, we have Richard Roth. Richard is the financials analyst on the team, and we're here to talk about Fairfax Financial, which is a meaningful investment um, at our firm. So welcome, Richard. Do you want to kick it off with an introduction of what Fairfax actually does? Sure, Steve. So Fairfax is, is one of the largest property and casualty insurers in North America. So they collect premiums from their policyholders, and their hope is that they would pay out less in claims then they, they would collect more in, in premiums than they would pay out in claims. Um, typically, they're providing insurance to commercial clients. Uh, so think of it as, as commercial liability, uh, workers' compensation, those sorts of insurance policies. So they don't offer insurance, for example, on, on your personal auto, for, for example. And the hope, of course, is that they collect more in, in premiums than they would have to pay out in claims, and that they also earn a return on the investments that they make with the premium dollars that they collect. That's great. And, you know, we, we at the time, or right now, have about a $450 million investment in Fairfax. It's a material position for the firm. Can you talk about the analysis that went into, into that decision? You're clearly a very important part of that. Absolutely. So the, I think the most important thing when we look at a business is to understand, is this, a, is this a good quality business? And when we look at Fairfax, these guys have been in business since the 1980s. They have a solid track record of collecting more in, in premiums than they have ever had to pay out in claims. Um, we calculate that in the businesses, the combined ratio, and their combined ratio has been around 97% over the last number of years. Um, and there's an expectation, actually, in fact, that this combined ratio will improve in the future. So the first step is assessing, do they have a good quality business? And the answer is absolutely. The next step is assessing what's the caliber or quality of the investments that they've made with the premiums that they've collected. And, and this involved a deep dive analysis of each of the individual investments that they've made and assessing, okay, what's the return profile of those investments, how safe are they, and how, how well can we rely on future capital gains, dividends, and interest income from those investments. Well, that's helpful. And, and clearly the shares have been um, are, are one of the largest valuation um, discounts that they've been at a long time. Can you talk about what the concerns are in the market and, and why you think this is an opportunity? Absolutely. So one of the key catalysts for our, our position is sort of how the shares have traded over the, over the last six months. Um, and we've seen them trade at a material discount to book value in the range of between 30 and 40 percent. Um, these are almost all-time lows for the stock. And I'd say the market is concerned about two things, and, and justifiably so. These are factors that we are also continuously tracking ourselves. The first is that the market is, is concerned that there's going to be impairments in a lot of the investments that they've made. So Fairfax has substantial investments in retail, restaurants, emerging markets, and travel. And, you know, it doesn't take a, a rocket scientist to realize that these are key areas that are coming under pressure as a result of the pandemic. So just to give you a sense of their investments, they have a significant stake in the company that owns the keg, and they have a significant stake in, in India's third largest airport. And the key for us in terms of assessing Fairfax as a reasonable investment is getting comfortable over the valuation of these businesses. But it is still certainly a, a factor that we have to take into consideration that down the road, these sorts of investments could perform very poorly if the after effects of the pandemic continue for longer than we or the company are expecting. The second factor that I think is causing the stock to trade well below its intrinsic value is there's a general fear that the COVID pandemic will drive larger business interruption claims. So Fairfax, when they offer general commercial insurance, has a clause in their contract, in 95% of their contracts, that says that 
in the event of a pandemic, they are not liable for any claims. While there are some U.S. governors um, who, because of political reasons, are trying to push that these clauses are ret- be retroactively removed and for businesses to be able to collect on from the insurance companies. I think there's a very low likelihood of this ever transpiring just from a, a legal standpoint, but it is certainly a tail risk that although low probability would have a high impact on Fairfax's business. So it's something we're tracking closely. That's great. And um, you're right. It's, it's something where we, we're certainly on it. We're watching it. We've had a lot of discussions with management and, and third parties on that risk and, and we'll continue to monitor it. Um, it is interesting to note that just two weeks ago, Prem Watsa, who's the, the CEO and, and largest shareholder, um, purchased an additional $200 million Canadian personally of Fairfax shares. So, um, you know, we're in good company and it's, it's great to see when, when we have aligned ownership with, uh, with key executives. So with that, we'd like to say thank you for your continued support. Uh, we will continue to, to work very hard to find the best opportunities in these very volatile times. Have a great day. This podcast is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal, legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice, or construed as an endorsement or recommendation of any entity or security discussed. Investors should seek the advice of professionals prior to implementing any changes to their investment. Certain statements in this podcast are forward-looking that are predictive in nature, depend upon, or refer to future events or conditions. Forward-looking statements are subject to risks, uncertainties, and assumptions that could cause actual results to differ materially from those set forth. Although the forward-looking statements contained herein are based upon what CI Global Asset Management and the Portfolio Manager believe to be reasonable assumptions, neither CI Global Asset Management nor the Portfolio Manager can assure that actual results will be consistent with these forward-looking statements. Certain statements contained in this podcast are based in whole or in part on information provided by third parties, and CI Global Asset Management has taken reasonable steps to ensure their accuracy. Market conditions may change, which may impact the information contained in this podcast. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the prospectus before investing. The indicated rates of return are the historical annual compounded total returns net of fees and expenses payable by the fund, including changes in security value and reinvestment of all dividends or distributions, and do not take into account sales, redemption, distribution, or optional charges or income taxes payable by any security holder that would have reduced returns. Mutual funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated.